Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned for today's episode. about how to create it, build it, increase it, and all of those things. So when we think about how we get hyped or how we have confidence, many of us probably have stories that go all the way back to when we were little and our parents and family members would cheer us on if we were doing you know, some type of little league activity or cheer us on when we came home with a good grade or even go back further to the first time you held a cup and didn't spill it the first time you took steps, there's probably some video or picture or some story that you've heard where someone in your life was kind of cheerleading you and helping you realize like, oh man, you really are good at this. And then as you got older, more than likely those same people and new people showed up to continue to kind of cheerlead you on. We probably all have stories where we've had a teacher or a family member or our friends who become our cheerleaders and really just push us and encourage us. And it's great and it feels good and it makes us feel good and it makes us walk with a sense of pride. But think about on the flip side for a second, the first time someone didn't celebrate you or the first time someone didn't cheer for you. If you think back to that moment, what are some of the emotions that come up? Do you notice that you immediately kind of slump your shoulders and think about like, man, that really did suck. Like, I here I am with this great project or this great outfit or this great new thing and nobody said anything. Did you have that feeling? Or did you notice that you immediately was like, man, that's because they were haters and people are always hating on me, right? Many of us probably live in that second category where we are like, anybody who's not cheering for us must be a hater. When the reality is they could be, or more than likely, they're just not even thinking about it because they've got their own thing going. But our brains don't always necessarily know that right out the gate. And so we start looking at, well, what else do I need to do to get this attention back? How else do I need to get you know, back in someone's good graces? If you're thinking about yourself in your childhood and teenage years, or even some of us as adults who are still trying to get that same feeling that we had in the beginning, from our parents or from some loved one, then you probably have a lot of stories or a lot of memories of you changing your your style, your hairstyle, your clothing style, changing the way you walked into a room, changing the way you introduced yourself to people. Some of us probably have some stories or immediate memories of us doing things that were way out of our character in hopes that we would regain kind of that feeling of confidence, that feeling of good when someone is cheerleading or patting you on the back. Is that you? Do you fall into that category? It's okay if you aren't ready to admit that that might be you, but if you are ready to admit that that's you or you have already admitted that and you're on the other side of it, then you'll know that while it's rough to be in that space for a minute, that is temporary and then you end up being okay. So while you're in that space of 
working on it, again, if you already have worked through it, then you know, and you can probably tell people how you were able to kind of work, you know, that it was temporary, it was rough, but you really got through it. But for those of us who aren't there yet, let's spend a little bit of time about realizing that the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves, and some of us learn this young, while many of us don't learn this until we are well into our adult lives and have had multiple relationships that have been semi-successful or have completely failed before we realize like, wait a minute, something's not quite right here. Why is it that I am only feeling good when I'm getting some type of attention or cheerleading or support from the crowd, right? Why is why do I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, worthy enough or deserving enough unless I'm getting it from these other people? Well, that leads me to the idea and the topic of that's the reason, point blank period, that we need that inner confidence. We need our own internal cheerleaders to help us regardless of the situation, know that I'm good enough, I'm worthy enough, I have enough skills, I have enough knowledge, and I can do this whether I have people cheering for me or not. I know that everything I need is already inside and I'm good, but it does take a long time for many of us to actually get to that point. I will not lie to you all and say that it's a magical thing that you will wake up one morning and just start saying, yeah, I'm enough. I have this. I've got everything I need. It doesn't work that way. I wish it did. But then I guess if it did work that way, in a sense, many of us who are therapists or life coaches or consultants, we wouldn't really have a job. At the same time, you know, it would be great for it to be easier so that less people are suffering. So what are the reasons that we need to build our own inner confidence and our own inner cheerleader? Reason number one, and I'm going to say this, I might catch some flack, but you all should know by now that mm, it's whatever. People are moody and or flaky, right? We all are moody. How many of us laugh at those commercials when Snickers came out a while ago where they talked about, oh, you're not yourself when you're hungry? How many of us laughed at those commercials and, and could also relate, which probably added to the laughter? People, because of, of their day, because of their food intake, because of their work life, their home life, just the way that they woke up that day, the way that they're interacting with the world, they may be moody. So while they may be cheering for you and, and boosting your confidence today, tomorrow they may be like, mm-hmm, see, that person, I knew they weren't going to be good. I knew it was going to be a mess. It happens because people are that way. The other top reason that we need to have our own inner confidence is because life changes and life situations change. Some of us are fortunate enough to still have the same friend group that, that we had from elementary, while many of us, because of moving and pre-social media days especially, or just the fact that you are no longer the same person that you were 10 years ago, you may not have the same people in your life. So you, need, you the new people may not know how to give you the cheerleading that you need. And so that's another reason. The other top reason, and this one is probably up there next to that people are flaky, it's because having your own inner confidence will immediately silence any form of self-sabotage. It is impossible to be self-confident and also think you're an imposter. It's impossible. If you don't believe me, take these next 30 seconds, well, after you listen to the podcast, but take some time and try to see, can I be self-confident and also think that I am somehow a fraud? 
The answer will overwhelmingly be, nope, it's impossible to do. Try the same thing for the other forms of self-sabotage, right? If imposter syndrome is not your style, maybe you're someone who thinks that they're not good enough. So try to hold the idea of I'm not good enough while also holding the idea that I am a very confident person at the same time. It is impossible to do. Or the idea of perfection. It is impossible to be a perfectionist and also have high confidence in yourself. I know sometimes people think that being a perfectionist makes them more confident, but sadly, I'm here to tell you that mm, it's not true. It's kind of a false sense of things that happen, right? So those are the top reasons why we need inner confidence. But let's think about some life experiences. So in the last few weeks, there have been several situations in the national and world news that we can use to even talk about inner confidence. The top one that comes to mind, and I know that, again, here comes some flack, but let's talk about LeBron James for a second. I was watching the news the other day or recently, and they were talking about the fact that this is the first time in his career or the first time in 15, 18 years, something to that effect. It was longer than a year ago that he has not made it out of the first round in the NBA playoffs. And immediately when I went on social media, the first thing that I overwhelmingly saw was the, a number of people yelling and, well, not yelling, because like you can't know if they're yelling, right? But a number of people talking about, oh, I knew he was a fluke. I knew he wasn't real. Is this y'all king? Is this the guy y'all call y'all king? Simply because he didn't make it, his team didn't make it past the first round of the playoffs. And I immediately chuckled because I had to read it again. People have literally waited 15 to 18 years to say that this person is a fluke or this person is not as good as everybody says. Take that in for a minute. 15 to 18 years of waiting for this particular person to make a mistake or fail in someone's eyes. And I couldn't stop laughing at the thought of how often does that happen to us in our lives? How many people do we have in our lives that literally are waiting to say we are a fluke? At the same time, that's how imposter syndrome shows up, right? Imposter syndrome tells you that you may have had 10 or 15 good things, but as soon as you have that one thing that didn't go well, oh, now you're a fluke, now you're a fake, now you're a fraud. Right? Perfectionism. Ooh, you had one misspelled word. Now this entire post, this entire paper, this entire presentation is a fluke. It's a failure. It's not good. Same thing for not good enough. One wrong interaction with someone and now all of a sudden you're not good enough. Meanwhile, you've had hundreds of positive interactions with people in your life or people just in general. So thinking about that made me also think about, and I may say her name wrong, and I do apologize, but the the musician Coyle Ray. So there was a video that showed up that she was at a concert and people were just kind of standing in silence while she was performing. And many people said that there was some booing, but I personally didn't hear any booing in the video. But I did see the video of people just kind of standing and looking at her. And then it looks like she may have ended the set and kind of walked off stage. Well, then she ended up doing a video to talk about the flack and the negative feedback she was getting from, you know, all of these people who, again, were waiting apparently for her downfall. At the same time, we saw tennis sensation Naomi Oko 
And again, I'm probably saying her name incorrectly and I do apologize. We saw her leave the French Open after she reported that she did not want to continue to do press conferences because of the anxiety that they provoke in her and the way that they make her feel. And so if these three people, these are three examples of people who recently in the spotlight have had people who are cheering for them, but at the same time, people who are waiting to criticize them for anything that they're doing. And so having an inner cheerleader, having that inner confidence to say, you know what, I know that I am what I need to be. I know that I am enough. Like having that is what will continue to help those three people and many others succeed in life. Because when you start realizing that you don't necessarily need someone else to tell you, then you are on the right track, right? But let's talk about how do we get there? How do we get to the point of being able to do that? How do we start to take some time to build ourselves up? How do we take time to, instead of criticizing others, really taking that time to build our inner confidence up? Because just as much time as it takes to criticize someone, you can use that same time to build your own confidence up. And your confidence does not, cannot, should not, and I know I don't like shoulds, but I'm going to use a should here, should not be built on looking at what someone else is doing that is less than or more than you. The confidence has to come from just simply knowing that you are who you are, you show up the way you need to show up, and that that is enough. And again, I know that that is easier said than done. I know that many of us have spent many, many years trying to undo things that we heard when we were younger or or things that we didn't get to hear that we thought we needed to hear. And so it might not be just that simple, but that's part of how we get to really being able to have this inner confidence. It really will start being, what do I already know is inside of me? What do I already know that I have knowledge of, skills in? And, and utilizing that to be the thing that helps you build and helps you grow and helps you have that inner confidence. Because again, waiting for someone else to give it to you means that that same person or people will be able to rip it from you at any moment. And where does that leave you? We can probably all already answer where that has left us in the past of waiting for someone to give us something that we needed to give to ourselves. So before you decide is this sabotage or is this just a simple fear? You will want to start asking yourself things like, well, do I have knowledge? And by knowledge, I mean, do I have enough skill, enough knowledge or expertise in this topic or this situation to be able to speak to it and defend it if I needed to? Do I have skills? If you're looking to do something like public speaking, do you have skills in public speaking? If you're looking to do something like be a coach or a consultant, do I have the skills and knowledge and expertise to do that? And if the question is no, then maybe you're not ready and those people are not being haters and it is time to maybe dig in and take some more courses or read some books or do some other self-knowledge or self-based study to help you get where you're trying to go. But if you look at that same situation and you're like, nope, you know what? I've got the skills. I've got the knowledge. I just have a couple of things to work on. Then that might be fear. And so I think when I read again about the musician example, 
she did a video and talked about how she knew she wasn't ready, but that she, how she had let other people talk her into going out beforehand. And so that's another reason that we need our inner confidence because the inner confidence will also make us maintain the boundaries that we need. Because it's easy for our cheerleaders and our supporters to make us do things, but also talk us out of doing things. So having that inner voice, having that inner thing can also be helpful in that sense for you as well. At the same time, being able to look at situations for yourself to say, you know what, I can stand up and do this regardless if anyone shows up. That takes a level of confidence that many of us are still striving for. Even some of the most confident people I've met in throughout my career have told me stories of how the idea of someone not showing up to an event that they're putting on, not showing up to a Facebook Live where they're teaching something, not just a random situation where they're just on there talking, but literally like a situation where they are trying to teach or help or do something and people don't show up. Or an event where they've spent money and put time, effort, money, resources into and, and you know, no one comes. That sometimes is debilitating. But having inner confidence and having your inner confidence work towards being able to do that is the goal that we are all striving for. And so another way that we can do that and my favorite thing, and if you've ever heard me speak or if you've shown up to a session, then you know that I like internal affirmations. And so when the Naomi situation happened and they started asking other tennis players and other uh, athletes how they handle such pressure, my favorite quote came from Venus Williams when she said, and I'm not going to quote it directly because I don't have it memorized, but she said something to the effect of, I know that everyone asking me these questions cannot play tennis as well as I am and never will be able to, and they can't hold a candle to it. And so when I heard her say that, it lit something in me and I smiled the entire day at the thought of how many of us can say that about what we're doing, right? And I'm going to say it right here with full confidence. I know that I am an amazing clinician. I know that I have a skill set and a knowledge set that is hands down up there with whoever. And I'm willing to stand on that, right? That is confidence also backed with some other stuff, but that's a different topic for a different day. But so being able to create kind of your internal affirmations can be the way that you help build your own confidence. Because again, you wanna be able to walk and stand and know that regardless to who shows up, regardless to how it looks, I'm still okay because everything that's already inside of me is already enough. And if it's not enough for my standards, again, not on some self-sabotage standards, but actual measurable standards, then I know how to go get what I need. I know how to go find what I need to find to get where I wanna go. Let that be something that guides you and lets you see and decide, where are you? Is my inner confidence where it needs to be? Do I've got some work that I need to do on my inner and then go from there. And remember, your confidence has to start and end with you. Anything else you get from other people.